With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That's On a Saturday! It's all leaving with your boy, Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud as well as YouTube. So like, share, and subscribe to that. It's a packed show. Lots to get into. It's an emotional show for me because the NBA Finals has gotten really, really interesting. We're going to talk about Thursday Night Football as well, NFL picks, and the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. Thursday Night Football is in the books. We had a good game between the Bucks and the Bears. Bears win this game 20-19. Tom Brady had a decent game, 253 yards on a touchdown, passer rating of 86, and he had some blunders in the fourth quarter. He actually had the J.R. Smith moment where he actually didn't know it was, it was fourth down. I don't really understand what happened there, but Tom Brady deserves a mulligan. He deserves a mulligan because he's, quote-unquote, the greatest quarterback of all time. But what I'm seeing with this Bucks team is that offensively, they have some hiccups. They don't really have the wide receiver weapons that they should have. Chris Godwin is hurt. Mike Evans is, is okay. Now they have a, a tight end issue. Because at the end of the day, you cannot rely on Gronkowski. He's out for he's been out for a year. You got Cameron Brait. He's not really a top level tight end. They have some issues. Now we talk about the bigger issue with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians might be the problem for this team. Is because they had Ronald Jones going all night. Why wouldn't you continue to go to Ronald Jones to end the game? He was running well. The offensive line was doing great things. And then they started to go away from that. Why? Because you want to give Tom Brady that rub. It's not about giving Tom Brady the rub. It's about winning the football game. And when you don't have the receivers that you need to have, this is why you're going to have these problems, these miscommunications. They, they have some concerns. On the other side, are the Bears actually this good? I don't know. Nick Foles, 243 yards, a touchdown, a pick. He didn't look great. But defense, defensive-wise, they're always going to be a good team. You have Khalil Mack. He was in the backfield all night. He had Brady looking terrified. And they're 4-1. They're 4-1 through five weeks. Are they believable? I can say yes in regards to that defense. I can see the Bears going possibly 11-5 or 10-6. But are they a Super Bowl contender? No. But what we have to ask ourselves, is Tampa Bay a Super Bowl contender? 
that's yet to be seen. I don't really know if they are. Sometimes they look good. They look good against the Chargers last week. They didn't look too good this week. So is it going to be like a one week they look good and another week they look terrible? That's not a formula for success. You cannot be a Super Bowl contender if you're not a consistent football team on both sides of the football. I don't like them offensively. I really don't. I think Mike Evans is a very good wide receiver. He's probably a top 15 wide receiver. But if Chris Godwin can't give you what he get, what he gave you last year, they're going to have major concerns, major concerns, because their tight ends are not impressive. They're not. The offensive line is not really that impressive either. Their defense, not really that impressive. So all you have is Tom Brady. And Tom Brady at age 43 trying to do everything you're, you're might be, you might be asking too much for him. Another thing with this Bucks team is the lack of discipline on that offensive line. Too many penalties. Too many penalties on the line. Too many penalties on the defensive line. They make bonehead plays on defense. Tom Brady's not used to that. Tom Brady's not used to this dysfunction. He's used to teams being disciplined, coming into Sunday, knowing what they have to do. Nobody makes any penalties because a Bill Belichick team does not make penalties. They don't do bonehead stuff on the field because if somebody does something dumb, guess what's going to happen to them the next week? They're going to get cut or they're going to get benched. This is not the same situation. So now Brady has to he has to embrace a new environment that this is now his new, <laughs> you know, combustible, undisciplined circus. I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. I still feel that they're the favorites to win the NFC South. The Saints don't really look that great. So you have these two teams that are going to be vying for that division title. After the break, we're going to talk about the NBA Finals, Game 5. Who won? On a Saturday. It's all even. I am so stressed because I hate my job. Let me guess. You're at a dead-end job and find it hard not to press the snooze button? Well, come down to Connecticut School of Broadcasting. We have campuses in Westbury, New York, Boston, Connecticut, New Jersey, North Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. Develop your skills in broadcast media that include audio production, television, radio, and sports broadcasting. Learn from industry professionals in a small, intimate class setting for a better experience. The hands-on training is second to none. And if you're worried about what to do after graduation, the Connecticut School of Broadcasting helps you to get job placement. Take it from me. It took me seven years to get here, and it's been the best time of my life. Go to GoCSB.com or dial 1-800-887-2346 for a studio tour. And who knows, maybe you'll be the next media superstar. Welcome back, y'all. NBA Finals Game 5. Supposed to be a coronation last night. But it wasn't. And why was that? The Heat had other plans. Heat win this game 111 to 108. Jimmy Butler has another virtuoso 35 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists. But the story of the game was Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson, 26 big points, seven big threes. He had 13 attempts. LeBron James had a great game 40 points. 13 rebounds, 7 assists. Anthony Davis, 28 points, 12 rebounds, 3 blocks. KCP with another great game, 16 points. He's become the third option for the Lakers. But what did we see in that particular game? 
It was a bad omen for this game for me personally because for some reason, the Lakers always seemed like they couldn't get their footing. They were down. They were down big in the first half. They came back into the game to, to cut it to, to four by halftime. Third quarter came. They were playing better. They had more energy. But they were always behind. They were always trying to get their footing. And they could never possibly get it. Right? Fourth quarter comes now. KCP's balling. They finally get the lead. 97-96. KCP hits the big three. Then they get a steal. KCP gets a dunk. They're up three. And what happens after that point? Turnovers. Bonehead plays. This team continues to do this every game. As talented as the Lakers are, you would think that they're actually a rookie team or a young team the way they turn the ball over. You can't do that when you don't have a lot of great scorers to pick up the slack. There's two guys on the Lakers that score. Anthony Davis, LeBron James. And those two gave you 68 points yesterday. In a game like that, when your two superstars give you 68, 65, 70-plus points, you normally win a game by 10. At least, the Lakers lost this game by 3. And we can be able to pinpoint certain things. One, Frank Vogel's rotations. Why, oh why, does Kyle, I miss Brandon Ingram, Kuzma, continue to play? He can't play any defense. So when you have him in screen roll situations and you get a switch, that's a green light for the other team. They know that. They're aware of that. Frank Vogel isn't. The other problem, Danny Green. Danny Green looks shot. Danny Green looks like this may be his last go-round. He has another year with the Lakers at $15-plus I don't even think he wants it. He looks like he's ready to pack it in. He can't play any defense anymore. He can't hit a shot. He's shooting, what, 24% from three in the playoffs? You saw a man yesterday take a three, and he didn't want to shoot it. So, where does this leave the Lakers? This leave the Lakers in panic mode. Everybody knew that the Heat had to win game five to extend the series. But the actual truth is the Lakers needed to win game five. Because the longer this series goes on, it starts to tip in Miami's favor. They start to realize that, you know, this Laker team has a lot of holes that we can be able to exploit. They're not that good at closing out on shots. They double team a little bit too much. We can actually get Jimmy Butler going when we want to because they're just fine with switching on picks instead of fighting over screens. Tyler Hero hasn't had a great series, but I think we can be able to figure out a way to get him going. If Kendrick Nunn can score nine points in the first half against the Lakers, we can possibly get Tyler Hero going as well. All of these things are being talked about in the Miami Heat organization. You know what's going on with the Lakers? Oh yeah, we got one win to go. We got one win to go. Correct. You do have one win to go. But how are you going to get it? Because if the game plan was like last night where LeBron James and Anthony Davis are going to give you 68 plus points and the other supporting cast don't do anything, you're going to lose again. 
Bonehead plays is what stops this team from winning. We saw it in game three. We now saw it in game five. So are we going to have another game four situation where they clean things up? They actually play a great defensive game. They galvanize the troops and win decisively. I don't know. I have a guess, though. I'm going to guess no. Because what I saw from that team, I saw a team that's not confident. I saw role players that are starting to question themselves. Danny Green is starting to question himself. Markeith Morris just went to Twitter and says, oh, you kind of know what, you know, when you lose, who's with you and who's against you. What does that mean? You, 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 you are realizing that the pressure is too much now. You're starting to get that, that, that vitriol. You're starting to get that, that anger from Lakers Nation because you screwed up. Let's talk about Markeith Morris in the, in the last 60 seconds of that game. The foul call where Jimmy Butler went to the line to put them up two was Markeith Morris's fault because instead of playing back on the screen, he played too high. And he played the wrong angle. You're a veteran in this league. You should know that that type of angle is going to leave the middle of the lane wide open. So all Jimmy Butler saw was, oh, snap. Markeith is playing way too high. I'm just going to split this defense, and it's just me in the rim. Poor Anthony Davis with his bad heel has to now come over and save us. That's a problem. Now, you get the rebound after Danny Green misses the shot. Seconds are ticking down. You have a decision to make. You can either shoot the ball or you can try to find somebody in the corner because guess what? KCP was staring right at you and he was waiting for you to pass him the ball. And instead of you giving him the ball, you try to give it to Anthony Davis who's on the move trying to get to the basket and you pass it to a spot where he's not at. He's 6'10", has a wingspan of 7'2", 7'3", and you threw it 20 feet above his head. Why? Because you actually didn't want to pass the ball. You just didn't, wanna, you just didn't know what to do. It was a panic move. He should have shot the basketball. Everybody this morning or this afternoon, if Markeith Morris would have shot that ball and shot an air ball, I don't think that people would have killed him as much. Why? Because he actually tried to shoot it. But when you turn the ball over, you don't give your team a chance to get a rebound, to get a tip. That's it. It's over. The Lakers have big issues, and they have to clean things up. Another thing, we, we're going to talk about Vogel now. Why, oh why, did you choose to sub out Caruso for Danny Green? Now, if you're looking at the, the sheet, I'm sure you're going to look at the sheet and Danny Green was a, was a plus 12 and, you know, he might have graded out great for the game. But what do your eyes tell you? I can tell you what my eyes told me. Danny Green shouldn't be in the game. He's, not, he's, he's short on his shots. He can't shoot. You can't expect Danny Green to go to the basket and create anything because he can't do it. So you take out a guy who has a lot of limitations offensively. For a kid that can be able to give you a little bit more offensive punch. Okay, so if you want to micromanage it and you don't want to put Kate, uh, Caruso in the game, 
Why wasn't Rondo in the game? You let Danny Green be the inbounder, then he set the screen for Braun, and now he's the guy wide open. Why wasn't Rajon Rondo in the game? Because if Rondo was in the game, you can be able to have another ball handler on the floor to take the pressure off of LeBron. So maybe Rondo gets the ball, and maybe you have a down action for LeBron or a curl situation or a V-cut. And then if Braun is V-cutting to the basket, guess what happens? The attention is on LeBron V-cutting to the basket. Somebody's open. These are things that, as a viewer, I question. As a head coach, you should already have this in your, your bank. This should be a play that you, that you run up. Eric Spolstra outcoached Frank Vogel last night. It's not even close. What we saw out of Frank Vogel in those final couple minutes was panic. He loves Danny Green, granted. But what does his eyes tell him? Your eyes are deceiving you, Frank Vogel. You need to be smarter with your decisions. LeBron James gave you 40 points last night. Do you honestly think that LeBron James is going to score like that again in game six? He gave you everything he had. If it wasn't for LeBron James, I think the Lakers possibly lose this game by 15. How many clutch threes he hit in the second half? How many clutch threes he hit in the first half to keep the lead from really stretching? So you got everything that you needed out of LeBron James last night. Offensively, you couldn't take it home. Another thing, let's talk about LeBron James now. Because he's not without criticism this morning or this afternoon. Why, oh why, LeBron James, when Anthony Davis is hobbled, you don't say to Anthony Davis, look, kid, take the night off. You take Bam. I got Jimmy. I'm not going to allow Jimmy to get by us. I'm going to stop him right here. Because I remember in game four, that's what Anthony Davis did with Jimmy. He said, Braun, I got him. I'm going to slow him down after that big performance that he had in game three. I'm going to slow him down. You owed Anthony Davis that type of respect. He's your teammate. You see that he's injured. You see that he's hobbled. You have to take the responsibility. Fight over screens and stop switching. You're the captain. There's no excuse for that. I don't I don't know how to feel about this Laker team right now because I, I don't know what Laker team is going to show up on Sunday. Is it going to be the team that we saw in the first two games that whitewashed the, the heat and they were celebrating and high-fiving and they were throwing lobs all over, all over the court? Because we haven't seen that Laker team in three games. We haven't seen that type of confidence in this Laker team in three games. What we saw was a Heat team that slowly started to pick away at the Lakers' weaknesses. And in game six, they're very confident. You think Miami feels themselves as the underdog right now? You think they think that they're an underdog? No. Do you think that they think that this is a cakewalk series for the proverbial favorite no they just see a team that is top heavy and they have a lot 
of guys, just regular guys that they can be able to beat. Because the Heat's regular guys are better than the Lakers' regular guys. The Heat don't have any superstars. Jimmy Butler's a great player, but he's not a superstar. Duncan Robinson is a was a throwaway player. He didn't even get he, he didn't get drafted. He's an undrafted rookie. Kendrick Nunn, undrafted rookie. Tyler Hero played at Kentucky. Nobody thought Tyler Hero was going to be this good. Bam out of Bayou. They didn't think he was going to be this good. Jay Crowder, he's been on more teams than I have shirts. They have guys. That's all. And their guys are better than the Lakers guys. That's the difference. Who is going to step up for the Lakers? I know one person that's not going to step up for the Lakers, Kyle Kuzma. I know every Laker fan right now must be saying to themselves, how the hell did we get fooled by Kyle Kuzma? Those first two years when Kyle Kuzma was averaging 17 points, 19 points, and he was looking good and people were comparing him that he has that that grit, he has that passion like Kobe Bryant. He wants to be great. And everybody was looking at the little skinny kid that they used to call Slender Man like, yeah, he's all right, but Kyle Kuzma's the guy. Hell, even LeBron James was fooled. He thought that, hey, Kyle Kuzma can be the third guy. You know, he's a great spot-up shooter. He can be able to work in the offense that we need him to, to be in. I wonder if they still think that. When they see Brandon Ingram win most improved player on the Pelicans, averaged 24 points a game, and Kyle Kuzma came in this year and averaged, what, 12? Maybe? He's had a pedestrian playoff, to say, to say the least, to be, to be nice. And what has he done in the NBA Finals? One game, he scored 18 points. That's it. What you saw last night out of Kyle Kuzma is what you're going to continue to see. And my problem is that we have a head coach, or the Lakers have a head coach, that doesn't use his eyes. Because when Kyle Kuzma gets into the game, the Lakers' defensive rating drops, their plus-minus drops, their intensity drops, their basketball IQ drops, their basketball awareness drops, everything drops. So what does Kyle Kuzma actually give you? If he's not scoring, Kyle Kuzma shouldn't be on the floor. It's kind of like Kyle Korver. If Kyle Korver is not hitting threes, Kyle Korver sits. He's not having a good night. Okay, Kyle, have a seat. If you're not giving the Lakers any points offensively, why should you play? Because every film session, I'm sure Vogel is saying, yeah, Kyle, look, you got to make sure that you stop ball watching. You got to make sure that you're watching the, the, the man. You got to make sure that you put yourself in between the ball and the man. Keep your, keep your eyes, you know, locked on your man, but you also got to recognize what's going on. Oh, listen, you got to make sure you box out here, Kyle. Oh, you got to make sure that you're closing out properly. Don't leave your feet, Kyle. That's every film session. I'm sure that's being told to him every day at practice. Is it sinking in? No. So what can we expect out of this team on Sunday? I don't know.
But I can tell you this. If the Lakers lose on Sunday, I don't see how they win on Tuesday. Coming up after the break, NFL picks on a Saturday. It's all even. Yo, yo, what up? It's your boy DJ G Money representing that Flip the Script podcast. But listen, right now I'm listening. I'm tuned in. I'm tapped in to a brand new podcast called the All Even Podcast with my man Barry Grant. Yo, B, what's up, man? Congrats on the new podcast. I'm listening right now. I'm tuned in. Fire, fire, all even. We here. Let's go. Welcome back, y'all. So we're going to get into these NFL picks. The first game on the docket we're going to talk about is the Giants at Cowboys. Cowboys are favorite in this game. But honestly, I don't see the Cowboys winning this game because they're a dumpster fire. And they're going to continue to be a dumpster fire. I have the Giants winning their first game of the season. They win this game 27-20. Daniel Jones has a decent game. They end up, you know, moving the ball pretty well on the Cowboys. And the Cowboys just continue to have offensive trouble. They continue to have defensive breakdowns. And they end up losing this game. Next game we're going to talk about is going to be the Panthers at Falcons. Panthers are 2-2. Falcons are 0-4. They're having a rough time at it. I'm not sure exactly what they're going to do to be able to fix their problems. They have to fire the coach. They, he has to go. I don't know how Dan Quinn continues to have his job, but they're going to end up losing this game as well. I have the Panthers winning this game 30-20. to I think Teddy Bridgewater has a good game. Throws for 250 yards, maybe rushes for about 80 yards as well. Maybe combine three touchdowns, and they end up winning this game handily. Next game we have is the Raiders at Chiefs. Chiefs are 4-0. They look like the best team in the NFL right now. They are in midseason form. They picked up what he left off last season, especially in the Super Bowl. They look good. Uh, I think Chiefs win this game 35-28. It's a high-scoring game. Raiders are not a joke. They're a serious contender, but they have a tough schedule. Next game we have after that is going to be the Cardinals at Jets. Cardinals are coming off a tough loss. They're 2-2. Two two. The Jets are 0-4. They have a lot of issues as well. Sam Darnold is not going to be playing. Joe Flacco is going to be the starting quarterback for this week. We'll see if the Jets can be able to move the ball. But I have the Cardinals winning this game 35-20 as well. I think that Kyler Murray ends up having a good game. He has a bounce back performance. He had a rough game last week. I think DeAndre Hopkins torches the Jets. He may go for 12 and 183 yards. So that's just going to be what happens to the Jets. They're not a good team. They have a bad coach as well. They're in flux. They don't know exactly what direction they're going into. And it's just going to be another rough week for them. Next game after that is going to be Eagles at Steelers. Eagles are 1-2-1. One, and one. They're number one in the division in the NFC East. But this is a tough matchup for them. They got the Steelers. They look good. Ben Roethlisberger is playing phenomenal. He's my comeback player of the year, like I say every week. I have the Steelers winning in this game, but it's going to be a close game. I have them winning 20-17. to 17. Ben Roethlisberger just does just enough for them to win this game. I think James Conner, he, he's able to, to move the ball. He's going to be all right. Juju Smith-Schuster probably finds the end zone. Defensively, the Steelers are a phenomenal team. They get after the ball. They are fast. They take the ball away. They can put pressure on the quarterback. They have a lot going for them, and I think Steelers win this game. Next game after that is going to be the Rams at Washington. Rams are going to win this game 45-15. to 15. I don't think the Washington football team is any good. They don't have a lot of talent. They just benched 
Haskins as their quarterback. They're now turning to Kyle Allen. They feel that they have a chance to win this division, but this is not the game that they're going to start winning and trying to, you know, put themselves in a position to win this division. They're going to struggle. They're going to struggle a lot in this game. And, you know, it's just going to be a tough week for them. For the Rams, offensively, they're going to get it going. I think Henderson is going to be able to get it going. Cooper Cup gets it going. Robert Woods is always very dependable. And Jared Goff ends up having a decent game. 275 yards passing, maybe a touchdown or two. Next game after that is going to be the Bengals at Ravens. This is a rivalry division game. I don't see the Bengals winning this game, though. It's a tough matchup for them. Ravens win this game 28-20. I do think that Joe Burrow is going to have a decent game. He's not going to have an impressive game that he's had the first couple weeks of the season. He may have a struggle here because the Ravens are a good defense. They do know how to get after the quarterback. They do throw exotic blitz packages at you, so it's a little confusing for a rookie quarterback to be able to pick up. But all in all, he's going to have a decent game, but it's going to be quite a struggle. Uh, for the Ravens on their side, Lamar Jackson is going to have an impressive showing. He, I, I'd say 240 yards passing, 80 yards rushing, total of maybe three or four touchdowns. He's going to have a Lamar Jackson type of game. Next game after that is going to be the Jaguars at Texans. Both of these teams are not that good, but I do have the Jaguars slightly better than the Texans right now. The fact that the Texans have fired Bill O'Brien, Romeo Cornell is now the head coach. Maybe they get a jolt from that, but offensively, they don't have a lot of great weapons. It's Deshaun Watson. That's it. I think Gardner Minshew has an impressive game here. 325 yards, two touchdowns. They win this game 27 to 24. I think Houston continues to try to find themselves offensively as a team, as a defense. This is not the game that they're going to play impressive and start that journey on doing that, but they're going to get there. They made the right decision by getting Bill O'Brien out. That's the first step to rebuilding this franchise, doing some smart stuff, drafting well, bringing some players in here, paying your players when you have them. That's what they need to do to, to get back on the, on the right path. Next game we have is going to be the Dolphins at 49ers. Dolphins are 1-3, and three, 49ers are 2-2. Two and two. 49ers are injury prone right now. They are plagued with injuries. They have a lot of stars that are banged up. However, they are going to get healthy after a while. I do have them winning this game. It's not going to be an impressive game, but I do see them winning this game 24-20. Dolphins are coming. They have some impressive pieces there, but... You know, until Tua is the starting quarterback, they have Ryan Fitzpatrick as a transitional quarterback, they're going to struggle. They're always going to be in this, okay, they look good one week, then they look bad the next week. They look good one play, they look bad the next play. So they need some consistency, and until they turn the reins over to the young quarterback and actually make a decision on their future that they're going to start their future now, you're always going to have this inconsistent play with the Dolphins. Next game we have is going to be the Colts at the Browns. Both teams are 3-1. and one. They're playing impressive football right now. Browns are coming off an impressive win against the Cowboys. They beat the hell out of the Cowboys. And the Colts, they're also coming off an impressive showing as well. So both teams look good. I do have the Colts winning this game because defensively, the Colts are a problem. They know how to get after the quarterback. They know how to make timely stops. They take the football away. Baker Mayfield is not that good of a quarterback. 
and if they could be able to get pressure on them which i think they're going to they're going to be able to get turnovers and make and force them into bad decisions which baker mayfield has a high tendency of doing you know we've seen obj have a great game against the cowboys last week i don't see a repeat performance from obj i think he's going to struggle i think they, they know how to game plan for him and i have the colts winning this game 25 to 17 i don't think the browns are going to be very good offensively in this game and that's kudos to the colts defense next game we're going to have is going to be vikings at seahawks vikings are one and three seahawks are four and oh russell wilson continues to be the dominant quarterback that he is he's he's having an mvp season this is going to be a cakewalk for the seahawks although they have a terrible offensive line and russell wilson always has to try to make a super play the vikings don't really have anything much they're not playing well defensively and if they're not playing well defensively that means that they're not going to be able to put pressure on that offensive line i think the seahawks are going to win they're going to win big i got them winning this game 28 to 21 and russell wilson ends up having 350 yards uh you know dk metcalf gets into the the end zone i do think tyler lockett has a bounce back performance after a poor showing last week and for the vikings i i don't i don't really know what to say about them they they are they have a lot of question marks around the field other than Thielen, other than justin jefferson i don't really have much faith in this team kirk cousins is a decent quarterback but he's not a super bowl winning quarterback he's not even a playoff quarterback so they're going to have to make a decision very, very soon on Kirk Cousins. He just got a new deal. But is he going to survive that deal? I don't know. I don't see that happening. Next game we have is going to be the Chargers at Saints. Chargers are 1-3. and three, Saints are 2-2. Two and two. I have the Saints winning this game 38-27. I think Drew Brees ends up having another good game. Saints are starting to roll. They're starting to put it together. Justin Herbert good young quarterback he was just announced that he's going to be the starter for the entire season the justin herbert era has begun he looks impressive but i don't think that they're going to be able to win this game this is a game that's going to test his iq and see exactly what he's seeing on the field the saints throw a lot of different stuff at, at quarterbacks so i want to see how he handles it i do think that they lose but i want to see how he handles that adversity and for the game that sticks out like a sore thumb, we're going to have a Tuesday game between the Bills and the Titans. Both teams are undefeated. Bills are 4-0. Titans are 3-0. Both teams are almost built the same way. They rush the football. They have a great offensive line. They have a competent quarterback. But I do have the Bills winning this game 35-30. It's going to be a shootout. Most people think it might not be. I think that this is going to be a shootout. I think that both teams have electric offenses and we're going to see a show on Tuesday night, which is very, very strange. Those are my NFL picks for the week. I want to see exactly where I end up, but I had a good week last week. I had a good week before that, week before that. So it's just going to continue because that's what I do. I'm good at making these picks, man. Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. On a Saturday, it's all even. This is a public service announcement. Down in your luck? Tired of being curved? Sick of going out with the fellas and being the only loser without a lady? Well, I got something for you. It's called Sex Panther. Legend has it that it's made out of real bits of real panther, so you know it's good. To men, it stings the nostrils. But to women, you may as well be a slab of meat in a dog pound. And that's not all it does. 
You could be getting ready to see that special fox and disaster hits. No money in the budget for gas, only dinner for two. No problem. The fumes from Sex Panther can give your car 38 miles to the gallon. Sold you yet? I thought so. For $69.99, go from unlovable loser to the cock in the walk. Sex Panther. 60% of the time, it works every time. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. We pick candidates on Monday and Friday, and then we pick the winner on that Friday show. Kyle Kuzma was the candidate on Monday, and he's not the winner, though. Although he should be, he's not the winner. May I have the drum roll, please? And the winner is... Xavier Woods from the Dallas Cowboys. Xavier Woods is my... Because he said, how do you expect players to play hard all 70 snaps of the game? Because you're getting paid to? I've never heard a defensive player say that he doesn't play hard and admit it in the media every play. If that was me... And I heard Xavier Woods say this. When he comes back to the locker room, all of his stuff would be outside. Just like how when, you know, a guy gets caught cheating and his girlfriend catches him or whatever. And she, you know, he's at work and then he comes home and then all of his stuff is outside. That's exactly how the Cowboys should have treated Xavier Woods. What are we talking about here? So you're getting paid. And you're basically saying that you don't play hard every game. So one thing about football is that you don't have to be super talented, but effort is always supposed to be something that you give a thousand percent to. And he's basically saying that he doesn't give his effort all the time. So it shows, Xavier Woods, it shows. You know why? Because this defense is the worst defense in football. This defense is probably the worst defense we've seen in the last 15 years. Why? Because of people like you. And the issue was that it's not even you that's the problem. It's the fact that the Cowboys are so weak, their management is so weak that they're not going to use you as an example. They should fire your ass, kick you to the curb, and tell everybody that says, anybody else that wants to talk like this can join him. This idiot is probably one of those people that admits to cheating on his taxes. (laughs) Why would you ever say something like that and have the respect of your teammates after? Have the respect of anybody that plays a sport after that. Big dummy. Well, I'm not shocked because this defense and this organization is full of idiots that play on their team, starting with you. Also, Demarcus Lawrence, starting with him. Calls people soft. Yeah, he's the biggest softy on the defensive line. Xavier Woods was probably that kid that never got picked to play basketball and said that I didn't want to play anyway, man. Those those dudes are not on my level. (laughs) He's, he's one of those idiots. So he gets embarrassed and then has to make up for it by saying something completely off base that doesn't make sense. That makes somebody look at you and be like, are you a smart person? Are you actually intelligent? So, <laughs> Xavier Woods, you may be the biggest loser in the Dallas Cowboys locker room and the organization and probably the biggest loser in Texas right now. But you're a winner for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this week. I'll see you guys at regular time on Monday. 
Also on Friday, you know, we should have a champion by Sunday. If not, then Monday is going to be a very interesting show for me. Until then, stay safe, stay cool, peace. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on SoundCloud and check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to share, like, and hit that subscribe button. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring a laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.